0: This is Religion Today with Martin Tanner, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Today is Easter Sunday, the holiday which was the most important above all holidays to early Christians. They called it Resurrection Sunday. It was a few centuries later when the Emperor Constantine, having the desire to have pagans and Christians worship together, changed the name of the holiday for all to be Easter. Resurrection Sunday is much more descriptive, and the way we view the holiday today, despite the name Easter, Today, some specifics about resurrection based on what we know. I was asked by a critic of the church, basically a critic of the idea of God and of Christianity in general, how I could possibly believe that there's a resurrection when there is no body to be resurrected for people who were vaporized at Hiroshima or Nagasaki for those who were dissolved in vats of acid by the Nazis, for those who were fed to the lions by the Emperor Nero in the Colosseum, those who've been eaten by sharks, lions, wolves, those who have been cremated, those who have been completely turned to dust after thousands of years. That was the question. How would you answer it? Well, here's... What I said, DNA is the complete set of plans or the complete roadmap of the entire physical human body. God knows and has a complete record of the DNA for each of us. With that, anyone, everyone can be resurrected. What is resurrection? Resurrection. It comes from a Latin word, to to resurge, which comes from the Greek, which means to rise up again or to stand again. The word resurrection is in the Old Testament only by concept. The word resurrection itself is not found in the Old Testament. We find the concept in Daniel chapter 12 verse 2, where it says, quote, "And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt.". Close quote. We have a similar idea of resurrection, although not the word, in Isaiah chapter 16 verse 19 quote, "Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise." You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy, for your dew is a dew of light, and the earth will give birth to the dead. Close quote. We also have the idea in Psalm chapter 71, verse 20, where we read, quote, You, God, who have made me, will revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. And, of course, the familiar one, which is not quite as certain as as many think, but is still probably good, Job 19, verse 26, which says, After worms have eaten my flesh, and I'm dead, from the vantage point of my body, I shall see God. That's a King James translation. Another translation that's possible— might be, after worms have eaten my flesh and I am dead, I shall see God, which doesn't necessarily mean after the resurrection. But still, Latter-day Saints believe Job to be a good resurrection scripture. In the New Testament, we have many different descriptions of resurrection and many different references to it. It occurs 19 times by implication in 17 times specifically in the New Testament in Matthew 22:31 as touching on the resurrection in Luke chapter 20 about the resurrection and the children of the resurrection in Acts chapter 1 about witnessing the resurrection of Jesus and so forth. We don't have time to go through all of them. There are many, many of those. So, what is the resurrection? And how does it work? I wanted to talk about that because I think there are some misconceptions about how it works. Now, one of the things that is fascinating to me is that There seems to be this perception that when someone is resurrected, they almost instantly become glorified and perfected and glorious. Think about that. Is that really the case scripturally? In John chapter 20, starting in verse 11, we have Mary Magdalene finding Jesus gone. He's not in the tomb. But then she sees this guy dressed in white who she thinks is the gardener, and it's Jesus. And he says, why are you crying? But she doesn't know who it is. She thinks it's the gardener, and then she talks to him, still not knowing it's Jesus, saying, sir, if you've taken his body away, please tell me so I can go and get him. And then Jesus talks to her and says, Mary, and then she recognizes him and says, Rabboni, or in the the Aramaic word that means teacher. Now, if someone is glorified and perfected and is bright and glorious as Joseph Smith described Jesus, how would it be that Mary could mistake him for the gardener? Hold that thought. Here's another one. In John chapter 20, starting verse 24, this says, "A week after the resurrection, Thomas and the other apostles were together and Jesus came in to the room while the doors were still locked. And at this point, Thomas was still a doubter. And Jesus said to him in verse 27, "Thomas, Put your finger here, look at my hands, put your hands into my side. It doesn't say touch my side, it says into my side. In other words, poke your fingers into the hole in my side where I was skewered with the sword. Stop doubting and have faith. And then Thomas in verse 28, after he apparently does this, replied, You are my Lord and my God. Now, how could it be that a week after the resurrection, Jesus still has a hole in his side, prints in his hands, and he's still not glorious and bright beyond all description, like Joseph Smith saw him? How does that work? Well, here is the concept that people need to understand. This is a fascinating one, quote, and th- and this is this is from teachings of the Joseph Smith and and a, f- a few others. I've amalgamated them. Quote as concerning the resurrection, I will merely say that all men will come from the grave as they lie down, whether old or young. There will not be added unto their stature one cubit, nor taken from it. All will be raised by the power of God. Having spirit in their bodies and not blood. Close quote. Teaching is the prophet Joseph Smith, page 199. Then, after they're resurrected, if children, they will grow older to the perfect age. If elderly, they will grow young to the perfect age. If physically disabled, or damaged at the time of death by disease or birth defect or accident. These imperfections will be removed and mended over time in the resurrection. Close quote. Hold that thought. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. It's Easter Sunday. Religion Today with Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. If you have a question or comment about this program or any other question about religion, feel free to be in touch. I'll be happy to answer your question as best I'm able. If I don't know the answer, I will do some research and out. Find it out you can send me an email to Martin s Tanner at gmail.com Martin s Tanner at gmail.com When we took our break the question was why would Mary mistake Jesus for the gardener if he was glorious and bright like Joseph Smith saw him and why a week after the resurrection, Could Thomas look at him and still not be sure who it is? Jesus just looked like an ordinary person, and he still had the wounds in his side and in his hands. And he told Thomas, he, Jesus, told Thomas, put your hands into my side, into the wounds, and then you will know that it's me. Thomas did and he believed that it was Jesus. Now, the interesting part of the Thomas story there in the New Testament is that his Jesus' wounds were not healed. Thomas could put his fingers into Jesus' side. And when neither Thomas nor the other apostles and Mary earlier saw him, had he become glorious and bright as he was, when Joseph Smith saw him. Now, here's the answer, I believe, to that. Well, and and another example, when when the Nephites saw him, which to me indicates that Jesus appearing to the Nephites was sometime after he had appeared uh, to Thomas and the others, but not, not to the point where he was as glorious as when Joseph Smith Had seen him. Now, let's recap. As we learned from Joseph Smith, who saw visions of the resurrection, he said, "Quote as as concerning the resurrection, I will merely say that all come from the grave as they lie down, whether old or young. So, you're resurrected initially exactly the way you were when you died, and from there you essentially grow to perfection." That may take some period of time. Apparently, it's not instantly, and it's not even a week, as we learn from the description of Thomas. It may take months, who knows, to reach complete, perfect perfection, and all that's glorious, it might take many, many months or a year. I I have no idea. But what I can tell you is that the difference between the way Jesus appeared right after he was resurrected and the time that he appeared to Joseph Smith was quite dramatic in his appearance. And we know that mothers will have the opportunity to raise their children in the resurrection. We learn that When a baby dies, it goes back into the spirit world, and the spirit assumes, of course, the natural form as an adult. And when a child is raised in the resurrection, the spirit will enter the body, and the body will be the same size as when the child died. Or, in other words, it will be a child, and then it will grow after the resurrection to full maturity, to conform to the size of the Spirit. In essence, it will become an adult, and that will take some period of time. Joseph Fielding Smith in Doctrines of Salvation, Volume 2, page 56, talks a lot about this. And the gist of it is that parents will have the opportunity to raise their children. Hence, it takes some period of time for children to grow to perfection, and apparently for the elderly to grow to that perfect age, and perhaps also for Jesus to become completely and totally glorious the way Joseph Smith saw him. It's not a contradiction. It's something that we should understand from the information that has been given to us. And here, here's another point that is really wonderful. Quote, We know that in the future, after we've passed through this life, we will then have our wives and our children with us. We will have our bodies glorified and made free from every sickness and distress. This is a quote from Lorenzo Snow. He also said, quote, There is nothing more beautiful to look upon than a resurrected man or woman. There is nothing grander that I can imagine than a man or woman who possesses a resurrected body. There is no Latter-day Saint within the sound of my voice, but that certainly has this prospect of coming forth in the morning of the first resurrection and being glorified, exalted. In the presence of God, having the privilege of talking with our Father in Heaven as we talk with our earthly Father. Close quote. That's from Lorenzo Snow's conference address in October of 1900 on page 4. Here's another statement that I absolutely love. This is from Joseph Smith. His personal writings. Quote, "We believe in the doctrine of faith and of repentance and of baptism for the remission of sins and the gift of the holy ghost by the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment." Close quote. Personal Writings of Joseph Smith page 421. Here's my very favorite statement about the resurrection from Joseph Smith. This is from teachings of the Prophet page two hundred and ninety five and two hundred ninety six. Quote So plain was the vision of the resurrection that I actually saw men before they had ascended from the tomb as though they were getting up slowly. They took each other by the hand and said to each other My father, my son, my mother, my daughter, my brother, my my sister, And when the voice calls for the dead to arise, suppose I am laid by the side of my father. What would be the first joy of my heart? To meet my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, and when they are by my side, I embrace them and they me. It is my mediation excuse me, my meditation all the day and more than my meat and drink to know how I shall make the saints of God comprehend the visions that roll like an overflowing surge before my mind. And here's the important part. Quote, all your losses will be made up to you in the resurrection, provided you continue faithful. By the vision of the Almighty, I have seen it, close quote, said Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith said not just that we will be physically resurrected. He also said that in the resurrection, through the atonement of Jesus Christ, all of our losses will be made up. All of our losses will be somehow taken care of. All that we have lost will be fixed and remedied. That is the great faith of the Jewish nation for their Messiah. That is the great faith of all Christians, including Latter-day Saints, for what it means to have the resurrection of Jesus and his atonement act in their life. Quote, All your losses will be made up to you in the resurrection by the vision of the Almighty. I have seen it. Close quote. Join me again next week. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. pound on the door boom 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 and there was the police once again you can binge all of the episodes of hope and darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts